0: December 20th. Our reading today in the New Testament will come from the book of Revelation, chapter 11, verses 1 through 19. To measure something is to claim it for yourself, as when the new owner of a house measures it for carpets, drapes, and so forth. John claims the temple in Jerusalem for the Lord, even though in a short time the Antichrist will take it over. God may seem to lose some battles, but he will finally win the war. We walk by faith. We do not know who the two witnesses are, but they encourage us to be faithful to the Lord in difficult times. We'll see as we read here in Revelation chapter 11 that God protects them and then permits them to be slain. God's servants are immortal until their work is done. But Satan's victory is short, for God takes the two men to heaven. Satan's victory is defeat, but God's seeming defeat is victory. No matter what the enemy may do to the temple on earth, he cannot touch the temple in heaven. The rejoicing of evil men soon becomes lamentation. While the hosts of heaven proclaim the sovereign reign of Jesus Christ, let the nations rage. Jesus Christ will reign forever and ever. And with that, let's begin today's reading in the New Testament. December 20th, Revelation chapter 11, verses 1 through 19. Then I, John, was given a measuring stick, and I was told, Go and measure the temple of God and the altar, and count the number of worshippers, But do not measure the outer courtyard, for it has been turned over to the nations. They will trample the holy city for forty-two months. And I will give power to my two witnesses, and they will be clothed in sackcloth and will prophesy during those one thousand two hundred sixty days. These two prophets are the two olive trees and the two lampstands that stand before the Lord of all the earth. If anyone tries to harm them, Fire flashes from the mouths of the prophets and consumes their enemies. This is how anyone who tries to harm them must die. They have power to shut the skies so that no rain will fall for as long as they prophesy, and they have the power to turn the rivers and oceans into blood and to send every kind of plague upon the earth as often as they wish. When they complete their testimony, the beast that comes up out of the bottomless pit will declare war against them. He will conquer them and kill them, and their bodies will lie in the main street of Jerusalem, the city which is called Sodom and Egypt, the city where their Lord was crucified. And for three and a half days, all peoples, tribes, languages, and nations will come to stare at their bodies. No one will be allowed to bury them. All the people who belong to this world Will give presents to each other to celebrate the death of the two prophets who had tormented them. But after three and a half days, the Spirit of life from God entered them, and they stood up, and terror struck all who were staring at them. Then a loud voice shouted from heaven, Come up here! And they rose to heaven in a cloud as their enemies watched. And in the same hour there was a terrible earthquake. That destroyed a tenth of the city. Seven thousand people died in that earthquake, and everyone who did not die was terrified and gave glory to the God of heaven. The second terror is past, but look, now the third terror is coming quickly. Then the seventh angel blew his trumpet, and there were loud voices shouting in heaven, The whole world has now become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ." and he will reign forever and ever. And the twenty-four elders, sitting on their thrones before God, fell on their faces and worshipped him. And they said, We give thanks to you, Lord God Almighty, the one who is and who always was. For now you have assumed your great power and have begun to reign. The nations were angry with you, but now the time of your wrath has come. It is time to judge the dead and reward your servants. You will reward your prophets and your holy people, all who fear your name from the least to the greatest, and you will destroy all who have caused destruction on the earth. Then in heaven, the temple of God was opened and the ark of his covenant could be seen inside the temple. Lightning flashed, thunder crashed and roared. There was a great hailstorm and the world was shaken by a mighty earthquake.
1: Get saved cuz then you won't. And I got saved and kept on doing. So then where am I supposed to go cuz apparently Jesus doesn't work for me. He goes, "Oh no 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 no. We'll we'll work through this." But I'm not letting you go in the meantime. Oh, we'll get there. I'll finish it. I started it. I'll be faithful to finish. Don't give up, keep walking, keep pressing in, keep confessing, but don't give up. I'll heal you. I won't let you go. There is no one who can condemn you. I don't. And if I don't, no one can. Who will even bring a charge against you? You're mine. What court could they possibly charge you in? Everything's mine! He is
2: jealous for me Love's like a hurricane I am a tree Bending beneath The weight of his wind and mercy When all of a sudden I am unaware of these afflictions eclipsed by glory, and I realize just how beautiful you are, and how great your affections are for me. And oh, how he loves us, oh, oh, how he
1: loves us, how That God in eternity looked upon me, foreseeing my fallenness, my pride, my sin, and said, I want that man in my family. I'll do anything to get him in my family. I will pay for him to be in my family with my son's life. That's love, folks. That is mega, off-the-charts love.
2: He is jealous for me. Love's like a hurricane, I am a tree Building me, the weight of this way
1: why. Because He loves you. Because He loves you. That's why. We've got this weird compartmentalization thing that happens where you don't think that God sees all that you are, or that if He could have somehow knew who you were going to be, He wouldn't have gone to the cross. Um, Listen, God knew you were going to be messy. Uh, Christ knew that you were going to be messy. Uh, God God knows that you're going to screw up often. He knows that you're going to be drawn to things that are wicked. He knows that's what the cross is all about, that's the whole point of the cross is that you're going to fail and you're going to stumble and you're going to feel dirty and you're going to feel awkward. and gonna, The whole point of the cross of Christ is there be this mighty picture of his love and pursuit of you despite you. So the cross is necessary because of you, but it's also the picture we have of just how far God is willing to go because he loves you. No, I'm not bitter against the church, I just think somehow we've got off and there's all this talk about morality and people are conforming themselves to these moral codes but they don't know Jesus, who cares? It's the resurrection of Christ that justifies. That's why it's so important, that's why it's so big, it proves that all the wrath of God was poured out. It's gone. For the elect, it's gone. There is no more wrath. There's there's none. So Jesus sees you and he's like, my son. My daughter, perfect, spotless, blameless.
0: Psalm 139, verses 1 through 24. If you are faithful to the Lord, this psalm will encourage you. If you're trying to hide from the Lord, well, this psalm will make you realize you're fighting a losing battle. See, He knows what you do. He knows you personally and intimately. So do not try to fool Him. Be open and honest with God and rest in His love. His eyes upon you and you have nothing to fear. He knows where you go. What a comfort to know that God is with you and cares for you. Whether you go up or down, east or west, He's there. Sinners try to hide from God, but believers hide in God. He knows what you are. After all, He made you, planned your potential, and ordered your days. Now, This is not some kind of blind fatalism that paralyzes you. No. It is the wise plan of a loving father who knows what's best for you. Accept what you are as his gift to you, and then use it wisely as your gift to him. You are unique. God made you that way. He knows what you think. The psalmist pondered the thoughts of God, and in this way cultivated the presence of God in his life. You are to meditate on these things. He knows what you love. Take these words to heart. You who love the Lord hate evil. Love not the world. And He knows what you desire. You do not know your own heart as well as you may think you do. Let God search you and deal with the things that make you anxious. Let Him lead you. He knows where you ought to go. Psalm 139 verses 1 through 24. For the choir director, a psalm of David. O Lord, you have examined my heart and know everything about me. You know when I sit down or stand up. You know my every thought when far away. You chart the path ahead of me and tell me where to stop and rest. Every moment you know where I am. You know what I am going to say even before I say it, Lord. You both precede and follow me. You place your hand of blessing on my head. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too great for me to know. I can never escape from your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. If I go up to heaven, you are there. If I go down to the place of the dead, you are there. If I ride the wings of the morning, if I dwell by the farthest oceans, even there your hand will guide me and your strength will support me. I could ask the darkness to hide me and the light around me to become night, but even in darkness I cannot hide from you. To you the night shines as bright as day. Darkness and light are both alike to you. You made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous, and how well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion, as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. How precious are your thoughts about me, O God! They are innumerable. I can't even count them. They outnumber the grains of sand. And when I wake up in the morning, you are still with me. O God, if only you would destroy the wicked. Get out of my life, you murderers. They blaspheme you. Your enemies take your name in vain. O Lord, shouldn't I hate those who hate you? Shouldn't I despise those who resist you? Yes, I hate them with complete hatred. For your enemies are my enemies. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my thoughts point out anything in me that offends you, and lead me along the path of everlasting life. Proverbs 30 verses 15 and 16. The leech has two suckers that cry out, more, more. There are three other things, no, four, that are never satisfied. The grave, the barren womb, the thirsty desert, the blazing fire.